Hello, my friends. During this time of crisis with the coronavirus, uh, the COVID-19, um, we're all under a lot of stress. This includes the Zoroastrian community. Uh, but for anyone, I think the Zoroastrian uh, ideals can relieve some of the stress of uh, sickness, infection, and also the seasonal depressions and cabin fevers is coming on because of the lock-ins and shutdowns. So I'm going to read uh, a couple of sections out of some articles uh, from a Zoroastrian website. I did not write these. I can't take credit for them, but they're really good. One is health and healing. One is on the purity of the self and the earth. And one is on gardening, which, um, as I've said on some of my posts, that is the perfect um, vocation and pastime for uh, times in lockdown, especially when the uh, earth is in upheaval, where we should be uh, working for the perfection of the world, making it once again a paradise. So, starts with the first one, health and healing. One important factor in the life of a Zoroastrian pertains to the ability to attain Ushta. Ushta is a state of being where the mind, body, and spirit are in good health. In order to achieve this state, one does not have to have perfect health. Rather, it is attained through balance. Zoroastrians believe that it is important to take care of oneself in order to lead a meaningful and productive life. Being that a goal for every Zoroastrian is to attain Ushta, the Zoroastrians became well-known holistic healers who knew how to cure many different ailments. There are five different healers. Those who heal with goodness and care, justice, surgery, plants, and the Mothra. Those who healed with the Mothra were most well-respected because they used the recitation of Zoroastrian texts as a means of healing. Other ways of healing and attaining wellness in Zoroastrianism included using the healing properties of plants, maintaining cleanliness and purity, and connecting with nature in the gardens and pilgrimages to either uh, Firs or Udvada. Something that I thought was interesting was that the Greeks who prided themselves on their own advancements thought of the results of the Magi's healing as being magical. That comes from uh, the Heritage Institute. Uh, on purity of the self and the earth. Zoroastrians were very particular about maintaining their purity as well as the purity of the earth. They viewed the occurrence of rain showers as a natural purification process for the world in which the rain purified the impure but at a cost of creating polluted water which then would run into the already contaminated rivers and lakes of the world. Zoroastrians took several steps to help the cosmic cleansing of the world take place. One was to make holy offerings and sacrifices to water, which would help to quicken the rate at which the water returns to the Varukasa Sea. The source of the world's rain clouds and rivers, which purified contaminated water, was the Varukasa Sea. If more offerings were made than impurities imposed on the water, then it would take only three years for the water to return to Varukasa instead of the usual nine years. Another way to help keep the waters pure and free of contamination was to be conscious about water usage and make sure that one's own actions were not contributing to creating polluted waters. In keeping these practices, Zoroastrians believe they were helping to create a more clean and pure world. And finally, on gardening. 
During the reign of the Persian Empire, the Persian peoples were known for cultivating lush gardens, which provided a striking contrast to the harsh climate of the region. These gardens became a sort of paradise on earth, where food was grown and where people could gather and relax. In fact, the word uh, paradise comes from paradisa or walled garden, or this was the Persian form of the garden. Persian gardens were known to have every kind of uh, plant imaginable within their walls, made possible through irrigation systems which allowed water to reach these gardens despite the harsh climates. The most, <coughs> excuse me, the most popular type of Persian garden was the Chaharba or the fourfold garden, which originated from the Garden of Cyrus the Great. These gardens were rectangular or, or square-like in shape and were split into four rectangular areas which included shady areas, fountains and water channels, a pavilion, and a wall to separate it from the outside world. The main use of this layout was as a private garden used to entertain for guests. Persian gardens provided not only a refuge for the owners of these mini paradises, but they also provided a refuge for animals seeking shelter in the harsh environments. Uh, the extravagance and beauty of these gardens were indicative of social class in the Persian Empire since the creation and maintenance of these lush and exotic gardens did not come at a cheap price. Mainly kings and members of the upper class owned these extravagant gardens. They were seen as a major uh, property with high economic value due to their resources of exotic flowers and fruits. Zoroastrians also held in high regard or Zoroastrians also held high regard for such gardens uh, for spiritual reasons. These gardens were seen as a place for self-reflection and spiritual connection due to the highly spiritual and meditative environment created by the gardens. Tending to the garden and the plants uh, within it were seen as a religious act that helped to nourish the spirit. Within Zoroastrianism, Within Zoroastrian texts such as the Yazd and the Vindadad, Zoroaster places an emphasis on the importance of nature and plants. Remember that Zoroaster was a gardener. They are also these are also considered to be gifts from Ahura Mazda, and Zoroaster invited people to pay respects to nature. Zoroaster believed that nature played a key role in the purification of the souls of human humankind. The creation and upkeep of these lush and beautiful gardens was a way of copying the beautiful landscapes that Ahura Mazda created for mankind in a place that was much more accessible to worshippers. Instead of having to travel to mountains and forests where plants and animals were abundant, Zoroastrians could find nature in their own backyards through the creation of gardens. Another reason why Zoroastrians valued gardens as highly as they did was because they believed that it was important to maintain balance in order to lead productive and useful lives. Such balance is achieved through the development of a calming environment in order to balance out the daily demands and activity of life. The Zoroastrian garden was considered to be a perfect mini-paradise where such relaxation and serenity could occur. Trips to these gardens were seen as a means of refocusing and re-energizing to mentally and spiritually prepare for the day's work. So with these three topics we can see that health and healing uh, was um, a major part and is a major part of Zoroastrianism. However, we can see also that in days past, it was uh, the hygiene was a physical hygiene because of uh, how rampant disease was and pestilence and plague and all that stuff. So there had to be a bodily purification. Uh, this was enacted by using uh, 
if, if you had uh, detritus on your hand or some kind of uh, nasu, some kind of uh, from carry-on or something, then you had to wash your hands with sand or dirt first and then with Gomez or uh, bull urine because of the high content of ammonia. And then you could wash it with uh, water. Sometimes it would be a, uh, a some kind of canister or a trough of water and then running water. So you wouldn't be polluting the water itself and the earth uh, uh, consequently by by soling the water with the nasu or whatever detritus you had on your hands. And so eventually, as uh, hygiene physically became uh, uh, so emphasized that it was commonplace, then... Uh, that hygiene emphasis went to from physical to spiritual and so the priests had to go through these elaborate and still do go through these elaborate purification rituals like the barrisman and others or the barstin where they had to where they have to uh, go through purification rituals uh, nine days of um, uh, abstinence from certain things which you know we like to say that Zoroastrianism considers abstinence as anathema but for purity's sake they, the priest will still do this and anything could could knock off that uh, that purified state to where they had to redo it such as just uh, the, their head covering or hat coming off they would have to redo it or uh, coming into contact with anything physically impure they would have to do another spiritual purification so we still see it today but now it's more spiritual I would suggest that during the time of a crisis such as the COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic, then we need to focus more on the physical hygienic purification properties. So we have to make sure that we are uh, protecting ourselves and by doing that we're protecting others. And in this way, we are taking into our hands as homkars the purification of the planet because it's only when we've eradicated such things like COVID and the coronaviruses and all manner of other uh, diseases that we will have perfected the world. And we can only do this through the bringing back from this, the, the symbolic uh, spiritual purification back to the physical. Doing both but focusing more right now on the physical because now is the time that's needed. And we can do this through uh, our uh, diets. We can do this through just taking care of uh, um, ourselves hygienically we can do this by proper social distancing uh, and those things um, that and the purity of self and earth th this goes along with the first topic because um, purifying the water uh, make sure the water stay pure and if you notice um, during this time of this uh, of the shutdown then you we have we have uh, satellite maps that show less smog the smog is clearing over the big cities. The pollution from the vehicles and combustion engines are are, are uh, dissipating over cities. Uh, the and because of that, then the water we're not going to have as much acid rain. The waters are going to be pure. The water table is going to be purified because of it. And so we can see how that's a good. I'm not saying that it's. It, I don't think it's intended, but I think as a result of it, of us um, sheltering at home and practicing social distancing and uh, things like that, then we're actually creating a more clean earth. And finally, gardening. We all know that in a time of uh, lock-in like this, uh, where you can't go to work, everybody's being laid off, uh, getting uh, unemployment, 
use that time to create gardens and landscaping in your own yard to create a more spiritual landscape for yourself. It's uh, it's a retreat, a place where you can go to for meditation and for um, spiritual communication with the with the with the divine. And so uh, my wife is doing it. My fiance is doing this as well. She her, she and my sister are taking time to uh, landscape, to create raised gardens in the yard and things like that and so it's a beautiful thing and I would suggest that everyone do it because once again it's another way of purifying and perfecting and beautifying the planet so that we will once again have to ourselves a planet that is a paradise so I bid you farewell today happiness to you and I look forward to our next talk